This is an Area Code podcast. I just finished a very strong beverage. Oh my gosh, let's get so, hyped. Let's get hyped. I know. I'm drinking a Shiner, my second Shiner Bach, and it feels like... <laughs> And it feels like I'm drinking zero things. What's a Shiner Bach? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's a, it's um, well, it's a small town small brewery. Every Shiner drop, Bach. every oh, drop of no. Shiner beer is brewed right oh, in Lordy, Shiner, Lordy. Texas. Population 2069 by a handful of local craftsmen who take pride in their little brewery. <laughs> okay, and that's their too classic much. That's Shiner too much. Bach. First brewed in 1913. This is lightly hot compared to. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We can't stop talking about the Enneagram. So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system. We're not experts. We're just obsessed. It's No Chill Enneagram. A safe space for Enneagram fanatics. And a really dumb idea for a podcast. Hey everybody, welcome no chill enneagram this is a special bonus episode we're thinking we would call them like wing episodes maybe <laughs> or like subtype episodes did we have another clever idea i think that was it and we just laughed about those two ideas dl do you have any ideas for funny names for these little bonus episodes no i told you i'm opposed to enneagram slang so oh because oh, yeah, it no. excludes other people well yeah. we'll have to ask our well any fam <laughs> what do you guys think about that? <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, well, we're going to type some reviews before we talk about the real uh, point of the matter, which mm-hmm. is Mr. Ch- Rogers and what type <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of that soon. Don't worry. Um, yeah. But first, we're going to type some reviews because we just got to get through these one day, guys. Yeah. Um, if you want, but if you want to like make us do this for the rest of our lives until we die, Please Keep rate reviewing. and review the show on iTunes. We'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one is, just says, great for what it is. It's <laughs> Jesse Jordan. Yeah. If you like semi-autobiographical stories of semi-famous Christians and their Whoa. Enneagram story, then this is an amazing podcast. Exclamation mark. <laughs> oh, Wow. Personally, I prefer the MBTI, but this oh is a gosh. little, a fun little venture down a different alley. Wait a minute. Let's, I'm oh, stuck Myers-Briggs. on semi-famous Christians because... I'm, I'm offended. This is I, by far the most passive aggressive we've gotten. Okay, but I'm um, extremely flattered by that. Like, did they include me in that? Because I'm not famous at all. You are now, Bethany. Wow. Um, this is amazing. I don't even care that it's passive aggressive. Well, what number? Is this um, DL? What do you think? What number is this? I'm gonna say a five. They're being all aloof and like I, was yeah. I don't five. really like right it, it at is. all. But <laughs> it's just like whatever. And it's secretly like I love it, but I gotta show yeah that I I, I can't be too. I like, like the other thing. The yeah, M, what, the M whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. The next one is Thanks, called Jesse. The next one is called Least Worst Enneagram Podcast mm-hmm. um, from P2P. Why is this podcast good? Because they don't take themselves too seriously, but they genuinely love the content they are producing. Hashtag we do, content. We do love our content. <laughs> this yes, content right now is excellent, and I love it already. Yeah. Um, makes for great casual <laughs> listening, which is the perfect niche. Uh, can't, can't wait for... I'm like restraining myself from making fun of this whole interview. I'm sorry, P2P. <laughs> Can't wait for more hilarity in one. 
warmth as a sixth, they've earned some trust from me. Yes. And we I have, love that. We have just turned them into a counterphobic six. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, th- thank you. That thank you. That was very nice. Yeah. Uh, Apple's, Apple Z's Sarah. I like these people. That's the title. I love this review. Yeah, me too. And that's <laughs> why I listen to an any actually says in, in a gram podcast. I make yeah. weird choices with my life. Also, this is Matt Linder. I used Android and do not have iTunes. That's this why posting on my wife's account. Oh my god. Oh, this uh, is one of this is this is one of the, my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, What's his number? I think a four. <laughs> Probably a four. It seems like a okay. four to me. Sure. Last one. Uh, yo! <laughs> From Rebecca Pick. This podcast is the best. I have slightly more chill than the hosts, but it's fun to mm-hmm. live in their excitement. Especially since no one around me cares about the Enneagram. They live so in sorry. Idaho, probably. My condolences. <laughs> but that's okay. This will be a perfect outlet for my minor obsession. Minor. Okay, uh, so it's a minor obsession. They have some chill. Yeah, five. Yeah. Or, or no. a nine. They could be a, a nine. A nine, yeah. I feel mm. like everyone who expresses any like chill or any less enthusiasm than us, we're like, it's a five or a yeah, nine. That's true. That's true. <laughs> It could be yeah. anything, but I mean, what else are we supposed to go on? We're I typing know. freaking iTunes re- reviews, so everyone is asking <laughs> one question around the world <laughs> as they walk out of movie theaters, having just watched a documentary about a former PBS <laughs> personality. <laughs> what is this world, by the way, where that is happening? <laughs> anyway. The question they're asking is, <laughs> this sentence, will this sentence ever end? <laughs> oh my I'm the wondering answer that. is no. <laughs> Bethany, what other question might they be asking? The question that they're really asking is, what is Mr. Rogers' Enneagram number? Someone please tell me already. Any num. Yeah. DL. Yeah. We brought you on to talk about this. Why are you qualified? Yeah. Well, well, let's start off with why I'm not qualified. Okay. And well, um, <laughs> that wasn't the question. Well, I'm at Enneagram <laughs> One, and I have Any some room? reservations about doing this podcast right now because <laughs> because you guys maybe we're not supposed to be like typing people who are dead or Mm -hmm. that we didn't know personally Mm -hmm. and maybe it's like ethically wrong to type people based off of their comments on your podcast and maybe we're like making a mockery of something that's sacred and really amazing and i'm just kidding but i wish you could see my face right now (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to start off with that and then let's jump in mr rogers on mr rogers is a one he's a one guys that's all okay thank you but also as a counterpoint i just want to read the the DM message you sent back to us when you asked us to come on and talk about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh, oh no! What did I say? I'm just kidding. I think you were just like, "Cool, yeah, let's do it." No, I'm in. I'm into it. I'm into it. But I have definitely to put, didn't communicate your reservations. To I us. have to put out right. my reservations because that's that's truly like how I go through the world. I'm like, yeah, disclaimers are important. Yes. They are important. I feel like we probably need more of them, but. No, we I was about to, to. I hadn't finished them. my sentence. I oh, finished sorry. my sentence, which is they're important, except that they destroy jokes. Like they just kill oh, them. Oh, that's okay. so true. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like shove my disclaimers aside from here on out, 
just know going forward that this is a foolish endeavor. Okay? <laughs> I we think have it's already a good started idea. this by saying it's a dumb idea for a podcast. Yeah, the right. Point yeah. It's that. foolish. We're going to be wrong. And Mr. Rogers was obviously an Enneagram one. Okay. So okay. that's incorrect. But, and here um, starts the debate. But we'll let you... So can we just get our cards on the table first? Yeah. I think he's a four. Okay. Uh, Bethany, what do you I'm think really, he is? I, I don't, I'm undecided, but I walked out of the movie thinking he was a nine, one, or two. Okay. So me and DL think he is us, and you yeah. think he's maybe you, but maybe, <laughs> maybe. one of the other numbers as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it sounds like if we were voting, one would win. Yeah, this has been a really good podcast. Thanks, the guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. So this documentary, you know, came out about him. Won't you be my neighbor? So he's sort of back in the national consciousness. And there's mm-hmm. all these places writing about him, including like more conservative Christian places and then mainstream places. And I think people have this idea in their head of Mr. Rogers, like, you know, very nice guy with a sweater being really nice to little kids And then the documentary sort of opens you up to like, oh, my gosh, this guy was extremely driven. Like, no matter Mm -hmm. what Mm, you want to say about him, he was extremely driven. And I don't know how you want to say it, if if you want to say he was an odd bird. But I just read this, not autobiography, a biography of him that's coming out in the fall. And I was like, he is the most unique, singular person I think I've read about Mm. in a really, really long time. So he's super different and he wasn't just a gentle soul it was so much more than that and so thought out and i think that's why people are now thinking oh my gosh this is not the mr rogers we thought we knew this is just one aspect of him was that tv show and there was so much more behind that which makes him a fascinating person to look into i think the enneagram some website said he was a nine right that's what everybody has been telling me I yeah. haven't heard that. I feel like I have heard that. And I feel like that's the obvious choice when you're literally just watching his TV show. For like toddlers, yeah. Right. He looks like a nine. He's slow. Totally, yeah. He's yeah. quiet. He's relaxed yeah. and peaceful. Like I just feel like I'm watching a nine when I watch him, but that's kind of where the nineness ends for yeah. me, I guess. Yeah, what, so what did you think watching the documentary? Were you surprised by any parts of it? I didn't know, like, because he's so, he was so extremely motivated by, like, making good content for children. Like, he just, it was, it mm. was a justice issue for him of mm-hmm. everything true, yeah. that these kids are watching is garbage and it's teaching them bad messages and we need to teach them morals and we need to help them understand their feelings and it was like there was this whole justice drive behind it which was yeah. like kids deserve better than what they're getting and so i have to make it yeah th- can i just say like dl have you thought about it at all like how his um stress and uh growth numbers like play out in his life yeah i mean i did think okay maybe he is a four because he Mm -hmm. loneliness was a huge issue for him in his childhood he was the only child yeah he was like the son of the wealthiest family in sort of a working class town like his family like owned the mill that everybody worked at and so he was bullied he he was called fat freddy as a kid and like Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of his stuff where he would start to play with puppets and like daniel tiger was 
literally like himself as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was super weird. Like it's hard not to feel weird when you see him when he's like in his 60s and when he has his Daniel Tiger puppet, he's talking in this voice and he becomes like it's it's him. Little Fred. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, and he was so obsessed with emotions and so Yes. And having kids talk that's about why emotions. I thought- yeah maybe but i can see four as well now he was really comfortable with dark emotions in particular oh yeah and and like i will never forget sitting atticus down in front of mr rogers a few weeks ago and just being like he should watch mr rogers it's awesome show and all of a sudden there's a show about divorce yeah a theme a week on divorce a whole theme week on divorce Mm -hmm. and he he walks kids through like why divorce happens and what it is and like it is a dark episode. It's intense. Like, hmm. y- you got to pay attention in that episode. And I just thought, like, that is, he has some comfort with the dark things that happen. The, one of the reasons yeah. I asked about the stress and growth numbers, um, Danielle, mm-hmm. was because um, I noticed this thing that happened in the movie where it sort of takes a turn where he's on top of the world and everyone loves him and wants to know what he thinks. And he 100% goes to one. Like, he... And, and I feel this in myself. Like, when I feel a lot of um, appreciation and sometimes I might even say pride uh, in what I'm doing mm-hmm. or in myself... I will go to one, like, I am going to save the world now. I know what the world <laughs> needs. I um, I have, like, all of the answers, and everyone should listen to me. And Mr. Rogers, like, he didn't do that in a super unhealthy way, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he definitely leaned into that thing. Um, didn't he, didn't they say at one point, in the movie, like he became, like he was the king. Right. That's yeah. The, yeah exactly. Yeah. He becomes literally a dictator. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that what you think a one is? Well. <laughs> so oh, we could like we could totally you know type his puppets, which would be interesting. But I do oh, think man. I do. <laughs> but they all were parts of himself. So okay, here's what I would say. So I'm someone who thought they were a four for a long time and now i 100 percent think mm. i'm a one mm-hmm. and so i think he is somewhere in between both of them and i don't know which That's one not is that you can't do that <laughs> but i don't well i don't know if he's one number and acting in health or unhealth in the direction yeah. of the other does that make sense so yep i wanted to tell two stories really quick and one is in the documentary and one is from this book about him but i also don't want to spoil things for listeners so i don't know if i should do I this mean, uh, they've <gasps> seen it by now sure they have. sure they also have. it's a it's a documentary so yeah okay but i was you just know. thinking through those What's like that mean <laughs> i mean it's about things that have already happened okay. but there are i mean i don't know if it'll spoil but okay so the two stories i wanted to bring to the table to make my case so I can win this argument is oh, thinking through those core <laughs> those core motivations. In the documentary, it talks about when he was dying. So when he was in his 70s and he got stomach cancer. When he was dying, he was really into reading Matthew 25 to himself in the story of the sheep and the goats and Jesus separating the sheep and the goats. Um, you know, what the goats mm-hmm. go to hell and the sheep go to heaven. And he would ask his wife, like, am I a sheep? You know, am I a sheep? Yeah. Like, have I done enough? Have I taken care of enough people? Um, and his wife was just like, 
Fred, if anyone's a sheep, you're a sheep. You know, you've done so Mm -hmm. much good. And that really broke my heart to think this guy who pioneered so many amazing things all about the social emotional intelligence of children, basically pioneered that form for television. Like he still wondered if he had done enough. And there's certain points in his life where he really points like he would write a letter to himself or he would have these huge doubts and these depressions thinking like, have I done enough? So to me, Mm -hmm. that really goes to that core need to be good, right, is his number one need and desire. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is he definitely got angry about things, specifically advertising to children. He actually like hated yeah. he hated TV, which is so yeah. interesting. Like one yeah. of the only shows he watched later on in life was Doctor Quinn. Do you guys know that show? <laughs> Medicine Woman. Yes, I thought that was so oh hilarious. My gosh. He actually like went on the show. He was a character on the show. He loved it so much. That is hilarious. <laughs> so that was like one of the few shows he watched. He hated TV. Hated advertising to kids. He would get livid about it. Super angry. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. so. The Hallmark store one year wanted him to, like, decorate their flagship store in downtown New York for Christmas. Like, you can do anything you want in our big window display. And people were like, well, Fred Rogers is not going to do that because he doesn't like advertising to children. But he said he would. But he had to have complete creative control. Like, he was very intent on having control over everything he did. Um, They're like, okay. And so this is what he chose to do in this big store. He just took this, like little fir tree that was like the same level of height a three or four year old kid would be and mm-hmm. then he put it in this like clear glass box so you could see its roots and then he just put that in the window and then put a little plaque on it that said i like you just the way you are and that's it Aww. nothing else like nothing electronic nothing flashing not selling any toys anything to these kids and i was mm-hmm. like that is so intense like that was his ethics <laughs> that was yeah. his ethics taken to the extreme and him trying to prove a point about advertising to children and like he wasn't for it and he just wanted to get his message across so i was like oh my gosh to me that seemed like a one thing to do oh man (sighs) this is hard convincing but also those feel like really um well the first anecdote to me feels like interpreted if that makes sense okay like a dying person on a um asking am i a sheep I don't know. That could mean a lot of different things. Um, like, did I do enough to get into heaven? I mean, I think a lot yeah. of people probably ask that, and it's tragic to me and, you know, in whatever yeah. regard. But it really stuck out to me. Just, am yeah, I a sheep? Did does, I do enough? It does seem like the thing that you would ask at the end of your life would point to what you were most concerned about in life in life like what you're about yeah yeah i just wonder i guess what i'm getting at is was he worried about did he do enough good things or was he to get into heaven or was he worried about his legacy hmm yeah i don't because well okay here's the deal if he was worried about his legacy he would have sold out a lot more than he did like really? one of the reasons why so Sesame Street, you know, is also like a public broadcasting thing, but they licensed all their characters. They allowed, you know, like Big Birds and Elmo's to be sold to children. And Fred Rogers said, I will never license this stuff. Mm. I don't want to make money. He was like super weird about money because he grew up rich. Mm. Interesting. And so like huh. the guy who wrote his biography was sort of like because of his intense ethics around money and advertising. 
Like Mr. Rogers never got as big as Sesame Street. And Oh, actually that is that convinces me a little right? bit of the one thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Again, so like his ethics got in the way of getting his message out to the most kids possible. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Which he would have wanted, but he was like, I I'm not gonna license this stuff. There's also just the fact that we are he's still somewhat mysterious, right? Like yeah. if Mr. Rogers was a four <laughs> Would he be mysterious? I don't think so. We would. He would have told us all the stuff, right? Like hmm. he would have had so many interviews where he like went on and on about all these things. Or else he's like the healthiest four in the world, right? Yeah, could yeah. Be. Um. Yeah. And he lives I just in wonder. One. Yeah. I wonder like where all of the feeling stuff plays into it. If he is a one, because he was so so focused on feelings and emotions and helping other people deal with their feelings and emotions and and like you said Richard being so comfortable with the dark emotions and but things. I have a theory on that okay, okay. get ready guys oh this is I'm good. ready he w- he knew that when you get most for him in his experience when you get stressed out what do you do you go to you go to four and you start feeling things okay and so that was it wasn't like on his show he's like being a four talking about feelings yeah he had internalized that so much that and he had experienced it so much that he he then started to like put that into a um into like a a grid for him where like yes when you get stressed out you feel feelings and that's the thing you feel and uh, it's act almost like you can see the stress, the stress um, going to stress being modeled on the show, and you hmm. can see going to growth being modeled on the show. Because when you see Mister Rogers like talking to kids, like you're having a hard time, aren't you? What is he talking about? He's talking about feelings. He's talking about mm-hmm. big feelings. He's talking about like you feel two feelings at once. All of those things. Now I'm just quoting Daniel Tiger, hoping, that, <laughs> hoping that Mister Rogers probably talked about these things. <laughs> Okay. But, um and then and then when he when he's like trying he's having the happy moments in the show, it's always like weird experiences and meeting new people and trying new things. That's seven hmm. stuff. Okay, well okay. I do want to say about the feelings thing. I don't think he was obsessed with feelings because he was obsessed with feelings in of themselves. Although I do think he was a highly sensitive person for sure. And he mm-hmm. never let go of this close connection to the feelings and specifically anxieties of childhood for many people. Mm, But what he did was he was a part of this groundbreaking cohort in the 1950s where all these psychologists were just starting to think through child psychology. And he was in this like cohort with like people who changed psychology, like as we know it, like Eric Erickson and actually Dr. Spock and Margaret McFarland was this amazing woman who kind of taught Fred Rogers, everything he knew. And she was obsessed with this sentence that said, whatever is mentionable is manageable. And Mm. so this idea Mm. that you have to speak these feelings into existence if we're going to actually deal with them. And they were really trying to combat, you know, this Victorian era idea that children need to be seen and not heard. And so, like, Fred Rogers was on this absolute mission to help parents and children learn to talk about feelings in order to deal with them. Yeah. In order to have safe, thriving neighborhoods. 
That makes sense. And so not just to like wallow in feelings, but to actually do good in the world and to make the world a better place. So um, it sounds like we're coming to a consensus at one no i'm I sorry i'm convinced. just i'm bullying you guys into this why are you no, sorry you're definitely not you no, set I'm out to convinced. win the argument <laughs> but also <laughs> you've done it also maybe he's maybe he's like jesus and he has no number i don't know literally oh, one of my feeling. friends said that to me when we were talking about it she was like maybe he's just so christ-like that he's just like all of the numbers he's so different <laughs> i mean let's put it this way his number may be less perceptible to others because mm-hmm. of his particular health um yeah but i would say like uh let's just talk about the numbers we haven't talked about because i just want to make sure we've covered all our bases is there any <laughs> chance that he's a we know he's not a nine or a two because we kind of talked about those a little bit although we- he could be a very healthy nine because he is so, uh, like, right. spirituality. A very healthy, driven, three-space nine. Yeah, like, his spirituality uh, was super important to him, mm-hmm. which people always say the nine is really spiritual, so I don't know. I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but he's not a three, right? No chance he's a three. <gasps> he was very so. driven, but he, he was driven, but but to by ethics more than, yes. like, success. So, yeah, yeah, threes will, like, cut corners just to succeed, and no. he seemed like he kind of stifled his own success. Not a five. No. Not a five. I'm no. going to go no on that no. one. Okay. Not a six. Mm. Right? It's kind of tough. <laughs> it is kind of tough. But uh, I don't see, I don't think. No. I mean, he was no. so outside of institutions and so. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that's the one. He he, he wasn't really, like really lo- he wasn't really loyal. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, not a seven, right? I don't. Or was he? I don't think so. Although he was, no, he just his energy but, level yeah. alone doesn't. Yeah. S- it can't be a seven. Good point. Very stable. Yeah. Sorry, sevens. Um, <laughs> definitely not an eight. No. There's no well, way, Mr. Rogers. Is a I mean, I don't know. Come I mean, on, I know man. eights I get a know, bad rap, no, but eight looks like that though, and. Acts like that. That's you, true. For the record, you just said eights get a bad rap. You gave them a bad rap. Dang. You literally put them last. <laughs> did, <laughs> I? <laughs> did I? Yeah. You did. No. <laughs> um, but Mr. <laughs> Rogers was like, like I said, he had to have control over like every element of his stuff. Yeah. And the people who worked with him like loved him, but they were like, it was Fred's way or the highway. In a really gentle way, but they were like, yeah. uh, yeah, it's pretty eight so, quality. I don't know. I think yeah. eight is more proactive than that. Like eight is more like I'm doing a thing and you can get on board of this moving train or not. Mm-hmm. But well, the, he was a little you, like that. Cause I but mean, what you described sounds more like a one, like this is the right way and we will do yeah, it. Yeah. That's way. Kind of, and that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We solved it. We did we it. We solved it. Um, Danielle, before we go, I do want to talk about your Enneagram ranking that you did in episode one, which <laughs> yes. if anyone has not listened, should check it out. It's really important. I can't you believe you came out. back to do more. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you want to find out where you stand, listen to that episode. But Danielle, or what's check been out the our Instagram. Sorry. We've, we got some feedback to that. We got a mm-hmm. couple people saying we're jerks. 
Well, I was, I felt a little embarrassed because it was just a silly thing. And then when people did contact me to be like, I can't believe you're ranking human beings, you know, and I was like, (laughs) oh yeah, that is kind of bad. Not humans, just their personalities. I said it was stupid. But yeah, they're like, what other context would you ever rank people from best to worst? And I was like, are you, have you ever lived? Like, I just (laughs) do that. I don't, (laughs) but you shouldn't do it publicly. And now I repent of that i i will say are you serious are you being serious right now well yeah i mean it's like a silly exercise except silly i mean it was for me and so somebody pointed out right on this podcast and then somebody actually contacted me privately to be like did you know the people you listed the last three you know are the like the aggressive ones and they're and they're the ones Mm -hmm. that would give me as a one the most feedback. Oh, <laughs> right. So I was like, awesome. nobody take it personally. That was just old DL working out that she doesn't like it when people <laughs> confront her. So I think that's what yeah. the list was about. <laughs> Non-confrontational to most confrontational <laughs> numbers. Yeah. Um, so that was like kinda, sad. Yeah. It was kind of sad for me to realize. So that's what that list was about. Nothing else. Yeah. And that's Perfect. fine. Everybody should make their own list and you'll discover some truth about yourself. I have my own list now. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Don't that's share good. it publicly and then people will shame you about it. But, you know, <laughs> just do it privately. And I think, I'm starting to something. think we should do it on every show now. <laughs> we should make everyone do it. <laughs> yeah. It's only fair. That's <laughs> true. And fair is fair. Yeah. So... Every show should just have an objective <laughs> ranking <laughs> yeah. of the Enneagram numbers. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is fascinating. Uh, I just want to say there's got to be room for jokes. Like the, the answer right? to the question of when would you ever rank people is when you don't mean it seriously. That's yeah, the, that's true. That's when it's the, 100% a joke. Like, look, yeah. I'll rank the people on this podcast right now. Uh, DL, <laughs> then Bethany, then me. Done. Good job. Now I feel yeah. sad. Sorry, Bethany. <laughs> what? I got middle. You put. <laughs> what? I got middle. <laughs> yeah, I got middle. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, you you didn't do anything wrong. So, so we're not okay. taking it too seriously. The Enneagram no, is a not. wonderful, like, wise, ancient tool for spirituality and self-discovery. <laughs> and it's also a silly, awesome podcast. And you guys yeah, love what you're doing. And, and it shines true. through. It's fun to do crazy things with it. Here's a question I'm going to ask the first. Like, So, Danielle, we've been having a, a brief, like, uh, uh, agonizing sort of, like, discussion about whether we've we've we're over the discussion now it's over now mm-hmm. but we've been talking for a while about whether to have like an enneagram expert on the show whether that would like destroy the show oh or not. they yeah, would like, be would funny it work <laughs> <laughs> would it work or not well we are going to <laughs> oh, no! we're going to yeah <laughs> that's gonna be a snooze fest but good yeah. good job but definitely the first question I'm going to ask is why does it make me laugh every time someone calls the Enneagram ancient? An ancient. You know, I picked up an Enneagram book this past weekend that was written in the 80s, which yeah, is which is ancient, ancient for me. Yeah, and it's definitely. awesome. It's like way better than the ones I've read that have come out recently. Oh, and so, sorry, Suzanne. I mean, <laughs> Suzanne Stabile, you're amazing, but you didn't yes, type the Enneagram one very well. So <laughs> you're no oh. person in the 80s. Um, Wait, do you just like it better because it it you liked the way it talked about your number? That is true, but also <laughs> it just it goes it goes straight to the heart of why 
we are interested in the Enneagram and it actually just straight off the bat is like, here's the deal. Whatever your number is, like that is you trying to, to deal with like your sin basically. And you are not that number. And in order to be mm. whole, you cannot focus on being that number. That is just yeah. one part. You have totally. to, yeah. you have that to synthesize all the other. And I was like, oh my gosh, here I am obsessing. Like I'm a one. And then it just really yeah. shifted yep. my perspective. Like, oh my gosh, me being a one is me trying to deal with my S H I T. And mm-hmm. I really need to start thinking through how can I stop operating the world? So, so much in this way. So it was yeah, awesome. It's all about being a grother, I think. Yeah. <laughs> A growth nerd? Don't say that. <laughs> it's like you're it starting your own YA so novel, and that's one of the factions. I don't like that. <laughs> but somebody needs to Wait, do a so YA novel using the Enneagram. So will you tell us yeah, what this book is called and who it's by? Yeah, it's funny. It's called. People are gonna ask. It's called the Enneagram. <laughs> oh, nice. Man. Check it out, guys. A journey nice. of self-discovery, and it's by a bunch of Catholics. And it's Jesuits, right? It's Jesuits. Well, people. I don't know because, you know, these, I don't know these little titles because I'm an evangelical. So <laughs> I think the last one definitely is. <laughs> but anyways, it's a great, great, great book. It was, it was written in the year I was born, which means something to me. I was mm-hmm. listening to an Enneagram expert named Chris Hortz. <laughs> who, uh, He's cool. I, I He's assume- cool. He's yeah, cool I assume he has a sense yeah. of humor and would be great on this podcast. I um, assume so, too. Um, he, Is that who's uh, coming on? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You should get him. Um, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, he was talking about how the Jesuits were the one who like brought it back in the 80s and wrote a bunch of stuff about it and stuff. Yeah, that's probably them then. It's really All right. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, guys. Thanks. Mm-hmm. This has been a good mini-sode. And it was really important that we did this, so. Yeah. Important. We, I feel timely. better. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And if people are interested, I wow. did I did write a review of this biography called The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King, and it's coming out in Christianity Today this fall. So you can read my awesome. review Is that there. in the print issue? Yeah. It got bumped awesome. up to print, y'all, so you should get that. And also, nice. did you know that in 2010, Fox and Friends called Mr. Rogers an evil man. Of course I did see that. Yeah, did. that was in the documentary, right? I don't know if that was in there. I think but it was. It was sad. Yeah, yeah, it was that part where they were like, oh, Mr. Rogers ruined kids because he told them they're special. Yeah, he what told them idiot. they're special. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ruined a generation. <laughs> but to call him an evil man, oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Let's end on that All note. All right. This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Edited by Richard Clark. Theme music is Max Flashback by Lee Rosevere. We want to hear from you. If you're an Enneagram number 9, 4, 2, or 7, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. If you are a 6, please only do this if you trust us. If you are an 8 or a 1, Please do not leave us a review on iTunes, but you can feel free to reach out to us on Twitter where we'd love to be challenged by you or hear from your overflowing inner critic. Our Twitter handle is at NoChillEnneapod. That's at NoChillEnneapod. Enneagram number five. Please include us in your next exhaustive list of hilarious podcasts. And threes. 
you can just give us credit after we inspire you to do whatever amazing thing you're going to do next. If you are a number one through nine and you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are subscribable. This is an Area Code podcast.